Hey everybody, welcome back to, or welcome to Side B of uh, episode Bobby. 28. You flip that tape and, uh, wow, we've got bonus content uh, that you didn't have to pay for. Free DLC is the best DLC. Hey. Uh, so damn. what's, what's first, first damn on the Damn young EA out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, let's get right back into it. Um, so uh, in... I guess slightly better news. Uh, that first half was kind of wow. It ended kind of depressing when I think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but we had highs, we had jokes. It was it was a full jam packed episode. We had all, all the emotions. You so. got your chicken with your greens and your carbs. Like you got some grains now, in there. Man. Now we've got now we've got the sides. You know, we've got the cornbread, the gravy, mm -hmm. the the mashed potatoes. You know, all that stuff. Um, um yay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Go. Ahead. I was going to make a really dumb joke. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, EA has purchased Respawn, mm -hmm. the developers of Titanfall. Uh, the deal is worth four hundred and fifty-five million dollars mm -hmm. um, in cash, equity, and performance milestones. Make that money. Respawn. Uh, Respawn's most recent game, as many of you know, is Titanfall Two, which was excellent, and no one played it. EA ruined it by releasing it a week after Battlefield 1 and a week before the new Call of Duty. Sent to die. Um, yeah, mistakes were made. Apparently, EA outbid Nexon, who is a South Korean publisher. They make a lot of MMOs and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of Nexon before. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Nexon was apparently offering them $400 million. EA had the opportunity, or EA had 30 days to match the offer... Uh, which they matched and beat uh, to keep Respawn because Nexon publishes the Titanfall mobile game because Respawn owns Titanfall. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't realize uh, they actually own the IP. Yes, they do. EA only publishes it. Respawn oh. owns the Titanfall IP. Oh, I love it when um, developers own their IP. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Oh. Um, so one thing I want to point out, uh, Jason Schreier, Kotaku, uh, the man is brilliant. Uh, he had a series of events that he put together to kind of make everything make sense. So get this. Okay. Event one, Nexon makes an offer for respawn per documentation sent to Kotaku. EA has first right of, re of refusal and can make an offer. EA shuts down visceral games. EA buys respawn. And everything starts to make a little more sense. Mm -hmm. that makes, uh, because Respawn is based in the same area, uh, you know, still in California. I think they're based in Los Angeles, um, which is just as expensive uh, as where Visceral was. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't afford to keep two very expensive studios running. So they shut one of them down who wasn't making a popular, you know, franchise. Uh, that EA has historically made a lot of money on. So, there's that. Um, but yeah, so, the best news that came out of this was confirmation that Titanfall 3 is in development. And I just need, if anybody from Respawn ever listens to this podcast, you did nothing wrong with Titanfall 2. None of that was your fault. Please don't change anything. Yo, so, oh, can I Thank add something? You. If you are listening and you're from Respawn, 
hook my man Chris up with something. Some hook my man up with a T-shirt or something. He's been out here campaigning for your game. That's the least he deserves. It is like the Vita of video games because nobody bought and played the Vita and it was amazing. Titanfall two equally so. Um, like let me just say, Titanfall nobody cares about the game, but my boy Chris shows that game so much love. You guys owe him. It was such a great game. Um, still a great game. They they've they've been pushing out content for it like ceaselessly. You know, like they they mm-hmm. still support that game. Uh, and the game is. I, I have to imagine at this point, with all the word of mouth, it has to have recouped some of what it lost uh, with those initial sales, mm-hmm. uh, especially because it's been at a good price. Like, Titanfall 2 has to be doing okay at this point. Um, and, and it deserves to sell as well as, you know, Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty. It, it is just as good, if not better, than those games in many ways. Uh, so I hope that Respawn... Unfortunately, EA does not have a very good track record um ea is a graveyard of bountiful franchises mm-hmm. um and where it's unfortunately where a lot of play developers go to die you know um that so i really hope statement of ever i've ever heard of one i really hope that respawn lives up to their name and keeps going <laughs> I, hope they and, respawn. Uh, I really hope the best for them i cannot wait Come to play on. more titanfall cannot wait um so there's there's good news that came out of that um but yeah so now respawn is officially a first party studio for electronic arts Uh, there we go that's a thing speaking of ea battlefront developed games yeah so i don't even want to talk about this It sounded so fake when I read it. I was like, what? So listen, I want to I wanna read this, okay? Six, like $200 in like a million years of gameplay to unlock certain characters? Hold on, hold on, hold on. The numbers were in an article. You ready? Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the numbers, the hot take on this, okay? Hold on, let me mm-hmm. find it. Um, where, is it? where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I just saw it earlier. Like something had it broken down like by the numbers. I can't remember who, but somebody definitely tried it, like, in the beta. Like, how much would it take? And they still didn't do it in what they did. Oh, man, now I can't... Of course, now that I want it, I can't find it. Um... Maybe it's hidden in the same place IGN hid their scandal articles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um... So, I, I know that the time now... Is about 15 hours of gameplay time uh, mm-hmm. to unlock one of the big heroes in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, getting back on topic, um, there was an enormous time cost to unlocking characters such as Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in the game. I believe they previously cost something around like 60,000 in-game points, mm-hmm. uh, which would take about 40 hours of play to reach that amount. Um, now they reduced it to about 15 hours. Uh, they reduced it by about 75%, they said. Uh, it's still an enormous amount of time. Uh, and EA, replying to someone on Reddit, now has the most downvoted comment in Reddit history. Mm-hmm. It surpassed <laughs> half a million downvotes at the last I had checked. Um <laughs> Here's what EA community team said in response to somebody saying that this was too much. 
As for cost, we have selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average per player credit earn rates on a daily basis, and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course, attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around current topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon as we can. Um, so, like, that was not an answer. Hmm. It was just not an answer. Um, it's too much. And the thing is, you can pay to get these things. And there are advantages to these characters. You know, they're unlockable characters. They're stronger, you mm -hmm. know? And people can just pay money no. to have a better character. So, things aren't going well for the Knicks. No, so things are going well for oh, the Knicks. Um, okay. <laughs> but I have, like, this internet TV service, and it just popped up saying we can't have this connection. So, if I start screaming, that means the Knicks won. I just want to inform the podcast, or the police busted right. in my door, because I don't know what okay. the fuck they're doing. But the Knicks just took the, well, tied the game for the first time in, like, forever, and I got so excited. I don't know if you guys could hear it, but I was yelling yes without actually yelling yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, sorry, so it, it was in response to a comment that a redditor said they paid eighty dollars for Star Wars Battlefront Two, only to find Vader locked behind a paywall mm -hmm. that would either take real money or dozens of hours of gameplay to access. Mm -hmm. So, like it, it, it boggles the mind mm -hmm. um, that these people can make such dumb statements. You know, uh, it, it, it's really. Everything I've heard since the beta, and, you know, I played the beta, it was fun, and, like, you know, it, it's definitely a game I think I can have a lot of fun with with my friends, mm -hmm. but it is a game that increasingly feels like a statement where it's like, I can't buy this game in good conscience, mm -hmm. uh, because they're, they're doing everything that's wrong with these types of games, you know? Mm -hmm. so um... And as much as I want to play, like, the single-player story and stuff like that, it's like, first, there was a couple weeks ago when EA CEO flat-out said, yes, the game is going to be on sale for Black Friday, and mm -hmm. the game is going to be on sale during the holidays. Why would I buy a game on November 17th, which is this coming Friday, when next Friday it's going to be on sale because it's the day after Thanksgiving? Well, so can I, can I, I've had this conversation with Christian a little earlier. Not you, but my, my roommate right. Christian. And... So I was telling him that, like, as you know, with like Destiny and other stuff, like my thing with any game like that, where I know they're going to have copies of it because a game like that, they're just trying to sell as much as they can. I'm not I'm no longer putting myself in a situation where I'm reserving a game. Well, it, or it, trying no, it, to, it like, goes beyond pre-order. Not even I mean, just pre, but like I'm not, I'm not jumping into the hype of games like that anymore. Right at the beginning, like I want to play Battlefront two, but I need to see it before I dive into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It just like it, I'm it no longer buying feels into like, the hype. Yeah, it increasingly feels like a game I don't want to buy. Mm -hmm. Uh, strictly because the practices that surround the game are very anti-consumer. Mm -hmm. Um, because. Yeah. And I had a conversation with Tony about this last night and mm -hmm. just talking to him. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, people, we, we work 
40 hours a week. We want to come home and play a game and have fun. We don't mm-hmm. want some person who, you know, spent an extra hundred bucks or something to come in and kick our ass just because they had the extra money. Uh, we don't want somebody who, you know, just plays the game all day because they're on vacation or something to come in and kick our ass just because we're working, you know? And, you know, there's there's things with unlocks and guns and stuff like that, but it's like we're, we're talking about characters that provide... Uh, a, a noticeable advantage and we're talking about a scenario mm-hmm. where you know people are buying these more expensive versions of the game and not getting full games these things <laughs> they're not like even the people who are spending more on the game are still getting locked out of this content unless they put in mm-hmm. an absurd amount of hours so i have a and- weird view because like i do work but i do think like i understand the perspective of people who like they want to just pay to like have everything from the start and i and i get that in a game where you don't we don't have time so i'm not even the strictest on that but the practices ea is doing with this are like so unreasonable and so i I think i think the difference Mm -hmm. is we're we're looking at it and we're we're talking in a purely competitive sense like it's the equivalent of Mm -hmm. if overwatch you know locked healers away you know it's Mm -hmm. like if you bought Overwatch, but Mercy was locked, you know? No, I agree with you. So so what and, I'm saying is, like, so you know how, like, you level up in Call of Duty, for example, and you unlock, like, new guns and everything? That's okay. I'm a that's fan okay. of being able to pay to get past that wall of having to unlock and everything. No, see, that's that's where we differ. I don't think there should be a pay to win. There should be no pay to advance in a competitive no, I, I If it's a single-player game and it's like, yeah, I want to buy this gun so I can have it in the first level, mm-hmm. that's one thing. That's somebody's choice. But the moment you're making an un- a potentially unfair environment where, like, you know, you can buy silencers for your sniper rifles and, and then for hide the, the most corner part, with a ghillie suit, that's, for the most that is part, not I agree something with you. that should be doable. You should not be able to attain items that can give an advantage in multiplayer. No, it's a, so what I'm saying is, like, I do agree with you with that. Like, it does suck, but I can understand where people are coming from with this. But what I'm saying is, even from being somebody as me who's, like, soft on these kind of things, I feel like, as opposed to most people, EA is just, like, taking the cake and just, like, doing the most possible. If that makes just sense. say, it's objectively wrong mm-hmm. to pay for content in a multiplayer game that mm-hmm. gives advantages. Skins is one thing, you know, that stuff, but anything that can give you an advantage in a multiplayer game should not be for sale. Mm-hmm. Or it should be for sale in an in-game currency scenario that everybody earns at the same point and everybody makes the conscious decision to pass on that item in favor of something else. Those are the only two scenarios where that is like... That that should be happening in anything where you can plop down five dollars to get a better gun mm-hmm. should not be in a comp- in, in any multiplayer game that takes itself any amount of serious should not be a thing. Period. I like for the most part I agree, but I'm just saying I understand where people come from with that. But I I understand that you understand, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't make it any like no, that is I agree. one thing where I, I'm not gonna I'm like. Normally, it's like, you know, whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's you know, not entirely unreasonable. But no, in multiplayer, no. Like, that's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much. We have to draw the line in the stand somewhere. The line is drawn. Mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't be buying this game. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, just moving on to the... I, I had another lead. piece where they did, as a result, again, they cut, they reduced the prices by 75%. Um, 
Yeah, so Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader used to cost 60,000 in-game credits, now cost 15,000. Um, other characters like Palpatine, Chewbacca, and Leia have been reduced by mm-hmm. or from 40,000 to 10,000, and the game's protagonist is now only 5,000, uh, which is much more attainable, but still, it's it's still going to be a lot. Well, if I'm thinking about like unlock what like the currency rates from battlefield one like wasn't a thousand points like a dollar so wouldn't sixty thousand be just sixty dollars that's fucking insane or even forty thousand like that's that's a lot of fucking money yeah well no 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 that yeah i mean yeah if you if you're buying in-game credits and stuff yeah i'm saying even the reduced ones is still like kind of crazy yeah but yeah the fifteen thousand yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not any it's not that much better and I could definitely, I, I think people who do buy this game should continue to speak up about it and be like, hey, you know what? This still sucks. You should reduce it again. Well, so like, um, so I think if you really want them to change it, this is the game where you can make your dollar speak because EA needs a return on this, a big return because they're paying arm and a leg to get this licensing to make this game. Well, you get that, what I'm saying? The, the, the first game didn't do well critically. It did well commercially. Uh, in the short term, mm-hmm. but in the long term, it struggled, and that's why you know they're not making people pay for maps and stuff this time. So EA was doing everything right until people started playing the game, and they realized that they were trying to make that money back mm-hmm. some way. You know, so they were basically taking that money that they lost by not selling a season pass and putting it into the game in the form of you should just buy boxes mm-hmm. and just will give you you know these cards that give you. Th- stats and stuff and just it's crazy um battlefront 2 sounds like a mess i'm probably not going to buy it anymore um unless it's Mm -hmm. like dirt dirt cheap like if it's like half off i might do it just for the single player but that's Mm -hmm. the only scenario where i would get it and play it i wouldn't do anything with the multiplayer at this point um i've also heard the single player is not great that's what i heard too and once i heard that i was like oh no yeah so save myself 60 bucks really maybe I'm really maybe over uh, Battlefront 2, which is a damn shame because the day that game was announced, that game, like, that game showed real well. And you know what? So did Payback, and Payback blows. Mm-hmm. That Need for Speed game is really bad. Is it? Damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I've been saying, skeptical people about- People are saying it's worse than the last one that they made when they didn't take a year off. So now people are wondering Wait, so what the future one? of Need for Speed is. So which is. one? Um, the last time when they remade, I think, um, Underground. That the newest? I guess so. Like I don't, know, I don't remember the name, so ago. if you could look them up. The one, it the latest under- one. Okay, so the latest. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to look it up. The one that just came out is Payback. I need to see them in front of me because I bought A-A- one. So Rivals is trash. Rivals is okay. No, Rivals was absolute trash. Rivals was okay. Rivals was absolute trash. The latest one that came out, I don't think is as bad. The latest one is Payback. No, so Need for Speed is the latest one before Payback. It's just Need Need for for Speed. Speed. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what they called it. Yeah, and I heard that one wasn't very good. Rivals is trash. Need for Speed isn't bad. The story is garbage, but what they're trying to do there isn't bad. 
And I feel like they took that criticism to heart and tried to put like a good story in Payback, and I haven't played it yet, so I have no point of reference I've, on it. I, I've seen a lot of it, and mm-hmm. it's not good at all. Okay. The so voice like, acting's bad, the characters are bad. The, the gameplay, bad. the customization, everything for Need for Speed is everything everyone wanted, but the custom the story is like, yeah, kid, you want to race? Well, look at our underground race scene. We do drugs and race cars. Like, it's very much that. Like, like wow, this is really cringy. But yeah, I don't. We continue what you were saying. But if they made a game like that with not a cringy story, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, nope, they didn't. But um, hey Ross. Yeah. You want to race cars? <laughs> I just. Man, I need you to you. take your microphone out of your mouth, man. <laughs> I just get excited yeah. when I say cars. Man, you were making this so much harder for me to edit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, I don't want to race cars, Nat. I was talking to Ross. <laughs> you said, hey, Ross. And I was like, you want to race cars? No. Ross doesn't want your cars. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do drugs? <laughs> uh, he might. Uh, no, I'm not going to even go there. Damn. <laughs> what is um, happening? I don't, I don't know. Besides losing it. My Knicks are winning. That's what's happening. Ross, uh, there were some Curse of Osiris details uh, that came out today. Destiny 2's uh, first DLC. Did you uh, get a chance to read up on that? Um, a little bit. Not too much. Well, let me drop the deets for you. Okay. Uh, there's going to be new raid content. Not a new raid, but raid content, uh, which apparently is going to be... Woo! Hold on, let me let me find it here. Uh, so Bungie showed off a new kind of activity called a raid lair. It basically takes old raids and adds new separate sections to them that can be completed on their own. Um, the Leviathan raid will have a new devourer of worlds lair, which adds new areas, encounters, puzzles, as well as a brand new final boss and new loot. Um, the next expansion will add a second. Uh, raid lair to Leviathan. Um, it, it, that's obviously different from what they did in Destiny yeah. 1, where the first piece of DLC had an entirely new raid. Um, but yeah, so they have that. They also have the Infinite Forest, which is a new uh, location uh, that is basically a Vex simulation that takes you through t- to Mercury in different time periods. Present, future, and past. That's so cool. the world will change depending on where you go. So the past is like, you know, Mercury in its prime. Uh, the present is, you know, Mercury obviously messed up by the Almighty. Uh, and then future Mercury is just conquered by the Vex because it is a Vex simulation. And that's what the Vex think will happen. Mm. So there's a patrol area. Uh, it has a lot of like ancient Egypt uh, inspired design. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so... Interesting, yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people posted the opening cinematic of the DLC today, and I did not watch it, because I do want to play through it. But, um, yeah, it has my favorite character from the Destiny lore, Osiris, in it. So, I'm I'm down. It's oh, it's man. It's just... I'm I've, excited. I've fallen hard off Destiny 2, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I, I am aware. Yeah, it's there's just been so much other stuff to play. <laughs> I do intend on getting back into it, especially for the DLC. I need you to. I got to 282 last night. Tony and I have been playing every week, doing our stuff. Okay, I've been trying to play games for our website. 
I am too. We can write about anything. <laughs> you can only write so many Destiny I'm 2 articles. Play Ross, games with my friends. Ross, I have 35 hours on Destiny 2 Destiny. PC already. Congratulations. I'm just letting you know. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, it's yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I have nothing else to say. Holy crap! Someone on mm. PS4 has 1,286 hours on Destiny 2. That's just that's just Tony. He left on his PS4. The he doesn't same, have no, one. It's listen, fine. The same person has 13,413 hours on PS4 on Destiny 1. How? Don't leave 13, the house. 13,000? 13,000! Uh, Some people really like games. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so that, that that's impossible. Um, wait, what? That Hold on. Hold on. Give me the number again. 13,000. Uh, just do 13,000. I closed it. <laughs> okay, 13,000 times 24 to get the number of days. Right? Or, wait, divided by 24. Hold on. Oh my fucking god! Have fun editing that. Let's move on to the next topic. Oh my god. He's making this half uneditable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. I understand. I'm sorry. Uh, 32 the seconds next- left. The Knicks missed a shot. It's about to go back up the port. We're down by... We're down by one... The shot gets blocked. It goes back to the top of the key. The Jazz hit it out. It's going up the court. Frank steals the ball, hits it out, and then Hardaway picks it up and blasts a three from like five feet beyond the three-point line. And I'm like, holy shit. Speaking of comebacks, how about Tekken 7? Oh, shit. I forgot I was supposed to do an emissions test for my car. Man. In June. Side B (laughs) is objectively worse than side A. I just by, found oh, it. I'm, well, Matt was ranting. By, um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Noctis. So, Noctis is coming to Tekken Seven. That's okay. Okay, and next. That's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure there were other characters that probably could have gotten added to Tekken Seven first. But hey, you know what? That's that's not a, it's not a bad one, I guess. Uh, I'll probably try him out. Uh, he's coming early 2018. I'm waiting Ooh, for that uh, switch port of Final Fantasy. Square 15. Enix just whoring themselves out again. Whatever they can to make a buck, you know. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Next up is GameStop and their rental uh, game service. Wait, was that next? Yes. I don't know anything about this. So GameStop launched a rental service where you could go in for sixty bucks for six months. And you could go in and rent any used game you want. So you can take, like, you know, the new Call of Duty. If it's there used, you could rent it, take it home, play it as much as you want, bring it back, take another game. Bring it back, take another game. Bring it back, take another game. So it's going to be like Gamefly, but you could just walk into a GameStop. Uh, I, there are differing stories as to why it's not working. Apparently, some excuse me, GameStop employees uh, believe it is related to GameStop's uh, antiquated computer system that just can't keep up. Um, 
you know, it, it was never built for a game rental service. This was just a soft launch, so it wasn't available everywhere. Um, but GameStop has frozen the program. Participating stores were to take everything down uh, related to the program, put it in the back. Uh, anybody who has the program or is part of it can bring back their game, get a full refund, and get any used game of their choice. So, yeah, mm -hmm. um, it was a cool idea, and I guess GameStop wasn't ready for how cool of an idea it was. Yeah, when did they announce it again that they were starting this? It was not long ago. Yeah, I feel like it was within the last couple of weeks. I mean, it just soft launched this week. Yeah. So. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, it really hasn't been long. Um. Yeah, it couldn't have been more than a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Um, that's That could have been really cool. Uh, let's see if GameStop comes back with a better plan and tries it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think the idea is, is decent. This, the execution needs some work. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about things, uh, ideas being decent and execution. Um, Xbox One X is uh, executing really well, apparently, because mm -hmm. it has uh, surpassed expectations. Uh, so Did it sell 10 living consoles? Under a rock who doesn't know what the Xbox One X is, it's a $500 Xbox One that plays all your third-party games better than you could ever ask for, but still doesn't play anything good from Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the sick burn for this half. Um, wasn't the only game at Halo launch 5 Assassin's Creed okay. Origins that took advantage of it? Really? Uh, a couple oh. games got updated. Wolfenstein got updated. The, the general, the general no. press around it is that games, if they're on, if they're pro compatible and one X compatible, almost across the board, uh, they are uh, across the board. They are better on the one X. So as an you example, can pet I was cats in 4k. I was Assassin's reading, Creed Origin. I was reading about um, uh, Wolfenstein. So Wolfenstein on PS4 Pro runs at 1440p, pretty much all the way through. Uh, oh. It doesn't render higher than that. Uh, the Knicks must be doing well. Um, no, it's just not having an orgasm. Keep going. <laughs> the One X runs it at native 4K. And they do have, like, dynamic resolutions, but they don't drop much from that. Neither of them achieves the full 60 frames that you would hope for uh, uh, all the way through, but none of them drops below 50. So they both run the game equally well, uh, but the One X is definitely running it better. Uh, and people are buying a lot of the One X. So the One X sold 80,000 units in the UK in its first week of release. Uh, apparently, this is according to Forbes, uh, according to Forbes, according to GamesIndustry.biz, um, that's not only pretty high for the region, given the PS4's pop popularity in Europe, but also a figure that took the PS4 Pro four weeks to hit last year. So, where well, Sony fans were left asking, why bother? Xbox fans are running out saying, I need it. It's, uh, you know why? Why? It's the extra flops. 
all them flops. 40% more powerful than the PS4 Pro is what they like to talk about. Um, That's a decent amount more powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is, and that's the difference. I mean, here's the thing, though, that you still need to keep in mind. It's still a problem that deep breaths, it'll be okay. Um, that the PS4 I'm not going to yell about my next one. I'm, I'm happy. Congrats, I'm man. Happy, I'm happy that the next one. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm very happy, man. I, I know that feel, man. I almost had a heart that attack. I, I don't blame you, man. That's... We, we all um, know that feeling here. We all know that feeling. Oh, just thinking about the Rams. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. PS4 Pro. So PS4 Pro is definitely the weaker console. It, it, that is abundantly clear. But PS4 has better games. You can't play Horizon on Xbox. Um, you can play Neo on PC now, but you can't play it on Xbox. Um, Uncharted, uh, Jesus, what were the other, uh, the upcoming God of War, uh, Spider-Man, The Last of Us, uh, what else? There's, there's a game on the tip of my tongue that I want to say. And I it's can't it's a lot. That's a lot. There's a lot of games, uh, that are on PS4 that aren't on Xbox that you can't play. Um, so take that into account before you run out to the store and spend $500 on an Xbox one mm-hmm. X, make sure there is a lot of games you want to play on it and make sure you really need the best looking third party games mm-hmm. because for the most part, they're still running at 30 frames. Most games on both consoles, they maintain the same frame rate as each other. Um, you're going to notice some differences, but you know, if the quality of the games is what's most important to you, buy a pc the games if you want to play PC, games in really? 4k and fucking limitless frames buy a pc that's the story of this I mean, yeah if your budget is 500 dollars though uh xbox one x is without a doubt the best bang for your buck in terms of raw horsepower um just again understand you're going to be playing a lot of third-party games and maybe a new halo or you just really like forza um it sounds really bad and i i realize there's no easy mm-hmm. way to say this but it's the god's mm-hmm. honest truth um xbox one x just does not bring the games mm-hmm. uh so like 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 either of their contemporaries at sony or nintendo do um, I mean, shit, it, it switches nowhere close hard in terms right of horsepower, but it's got better, arguably better games than both, as we already talked about mm-hmm. back on side A, you know, so yeah. it, that's, the switch is $200 less, so oh, guys. think of that. Speaking uh, of speak, switch. Yeah. you. you I just want to glim past this, because like I was brought up in side A, my one of my good friends... Neo GameSpark was talking about third-party support for Nintendo and the importance of it, especially speaking that we're talking about Xbox One before this. But do you think this is the time where Nintendo can get over that, like, scorn that third-party, like, developers feel where they're not being supported equally? It depends how well Bethesda's games do. But you think it's on Bethesda? It's on Bethesda. Uh, what you it's call it is doing well. Bethesda. Doom is doing well. I'm not buying. So I 
I'm at least interested in every game Bethesda's put out except for Skyrim. I don't I don't really care. I've had Skyrim a million times. Yeah. But I so, do want to get uh LA Noir and I've bought uh Puyo Puyo Tetris. So so as I get as part of our check in on third party Switch, I thought we could start a segment called Top Ten Games in the eShop this week and see how many mm. are third party games. Nice. Um so this week, as of right now, Minecraft is number ten, Zelda's mm-hmm. number nine, Overcooked number eight, Mario Kart number seven, Overcooked Sonic, is good. Sonic Forces number six, Skyrim number five, Doom number four, Stardew Valley number three, Rocket League number two, and Mario number one. For a while, Doom was number three. That's kind of half and half, or maybe six yeah. third party. Yeah, and four yeah, Nintendo. I, I, I'm like I'm not saying third parties can't have success on the Switch, as Ross clearly proved right there. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like if we're we're talking like in the terms of like the AAA development. Mm-hmm. Um, not to discredit games like Stardew Valley and stuff like that, but it, it's really the AAA where Nintendo hasn't seen the support. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Nintendo has found the support in the likes of the Stardew Valleys and stuff like that. Uh, even on the Wii U, they had some of that. Yeah, yeah, but and I, I, I think when we're talking AAA, everything is on Bethesda right now. And until Bethesda releases numbers and says the Switch is a viable platform for us to port our games to, and says we made enough money to make it worth doing it again, or if they say we made a lot of money off of Switch users, which is totally possible because Doom is a great game and people like Ross are going to want to play games on their Switch. Even if they've played them before, they own it somewhere else, they just want the Switch. They want to play it on their commute. They want to play it anytime they want. They want to take it to the bathroom. That's okay. Switch it up, you know? Um, Switch it, it, it up. It really comes down to, though, how well Bethesda does. And I hope, I hope, because I genuinely like Bethesda. Uh, and I think Bethesda is taking an approach to their games that a lot of other big publishers aren't. They're taking chances. They're going crazy. And it, it's a shame that their games haven't performed better this year. And yeah. I, I really want them to see success. Because Bethesda saying the things and doing the things that the other big publishers won't. Mm-hmm. You know, like with their marketing for Wolfenstein and, you know, taking a chance on Prey, a game that failed and came back and failed and came back as many times as it did. We need to support that kind of, you know, game creation. Yeah. It's just uh, interesting. So make, it, trying to do stuff that's interesting. I hope the Switch can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like Doom, like in terms of the Switch scores, like it was, it's been getting like a lot of eights, like decent mm-hmm. scores for that Switch port. And I think it... Doom is selling well. Of, of course, we still don't have sales numbers. Skyrim is going to sell well. Um, L.A. Noir, I feel like that's Rockstar's feeler game to see how it does, um, to see if they want to bring anything else over. God, could um, you imagine Grand Theft Auto V? Right? Switch? Dude, people even have been talking about it. If they could bring that without the multiplayer, I would still buy it. I would almost say just bring the multiplayer. That's where they make their money. If they brought anything, it would be. Bad. I mean, yeah, but like the story for that is so good, and just having that I alone, know, I, I mean, I would buy it for the, the story. So yeah, I've been having the hankering to play it again. And if if you look at next year, <laughs> Wolfenstein Two is coming to the platform. It's mm-hmm. going to continue to have these third parties in the near future, but again, it that's from the Wolfenstein Two. Yeah, and, and the so the the long term success of AAA development outside of Nintendo on the switch it's all on bethesda right now 
And even more so, it's on the consumers buying those games. So yep. if you want to see your AAA games come to the Switch, buy Bethesda's games. Because right now, Bethesda's the only one giving it to you. And I guarantee you this, all those games they're putting out are very good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can, quality I can is not for that. the issue. Well, guys, now that we've talked about that, how long do you think we'll be talking about this next topic? Uh, we're, no, we talked a lot about it, so we'll, we'll go through it real quick. Uh, okay. Just a quick refresher. Um, as we wrap up here, Game of the Year is going to start December 3rd, 11th. 11th. So the cutoff is the 10th. We're going to start pumping out daily updates with who won what. At that point, we will have already hopefully recorded or we'll be actively recording a bunch of podcasts just like this. We're going to talk about all of our categories. We're going to vote on the winners. Um, And as we get to more and more serious categories, we're going to cover less. A lot of what we have, we're probably going to blow through in a handful of podcasts. So you're going to see multiple podcasts per week too. Uh, We will... We probably won't be doing the weekly podcast like this one, the episodic podcast. Probably won't be doing it during the month of December after Game of the Year starts. Um, because everything's going to be this. Um, or the Game of the Year, I should say. I'm really looking forward to it. It is much bigger than what we did last year because we were just starting. And by last year, I mean February. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited uh, for Game of the Year. Nat's going to be there. Ross is going to be there. I'm going to be there. That's all you guys need, right? Right? Um, Ross, do you have anything you want to touch on for Game of the Year? Um, besides the fact really? that it's literally been the best year in history for gaming, and it's... Yes. That's... Nope. Nothing else besides that. And my dog's scratching like in the, the background. One... I read a... Yep, she's just scratching. <laughs> um... But yeah, so let's wrap this up. Side B, ultimately, I'll call it a success. Um, Yeah, so our longest podcast to date. Good podcast. Good game from my Knicks. Good games to play. This is a good night, man. Mario, Knicks, and a podcast with my boys. There we go. I just got to double check to make sure I got my car emissions tested. (laughs) There you go. Well, yeah, let's close it out. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Take it easy. Later.